0: Hey there everyone and welcome back to the online friend simulator because everyone can use a friend even online it's a cold chilly march day here in southern california and i am francis aka the other guy the friendly voice hopefully here to help navigate you through an increasingly unfriendly world welcome hope you're doing well how are you have you been holding up? Hope you're in good form today. Hope you're doing okay. Hope you're feeling um, hopeful and spry. The uh, end of the pandemic. I mean, whatever that means, really, I guess. Uh, But it does seem like we are heading towards a light at the end of the tunnel looks like that we're getting somewhere, to some degree, where we are getting more and more people uh, vaccinated, and if not vaccinated, places in and around the country are opening up. Um, Whatever you think about that, you know, like, it just seems that there is normalcy that people demand and want, and it looks like no matter the outcome it looks like we're heading ever so diligently towards some form of resemblance to the world pre March 2020 so who knows i mean this could be good this could be bad. it could be bad i don't i don't personally know um as I mentioned in the previous show, if you were, uh, if you had listened to it, otherwise, if you're, this is your first time, hello. <laughs> but on, on the previous one, I mentioned like, hey, you know what? We need to be out there meeting up with our friends. You know, should we have them already out there? If we are looking for friends, I feel we should have that opportunity to find them, um in the safest way we feel possible because I think we are at, our wits end. It's been a year. It's been officially, like, literally a year since we were told, "Hey, let's, uh, you know, let's lock down. Let's uh, take care of this business." And whatever you think about it, I, I don't want to know your thoughts about it because it doesn't, you know, in the end, it's already happened. Right? We're here <laughs> at this point. As um, Zedekus Zul Zorander of the Sword of the uh, Sword of Truth series said. Stop thinking about the problem. Focus on the solution. And right now, the solution looks like, you know, again, keeping as safe as you feel comfortable. Whether that is going out, doing your own thing, or masking up, or getting vaccinated, whatever. Like, I will be getting getting vaccinated. I will continue to be doing my thing. And I know that is frowned upon by some people, you know. And applauded by others, but I'm not here to get brownie points, or I'm just trying to be safe for me. And I want you guys to be safe as well. So anyway, that's all. I'm no more talking about this stuff. We're going to be positive today, and I am flying by the seat of my pants. So let's go ahead and get to segment numero uno, which is weirdly uh, just what's going on over here. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Um, I'm doing well and, uh, you know, it's, it's funny when I talk about myself a little bit on here because I always think it's weird. It's the same reason why I don't promote the show on Twitter, uh, or Facebook or anything. It's because I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel awkward. Um, like I'm tooting my own horn or something by advertising for, for a show that I, and proud of, that I really do hope is helping people, that I feel at least if anything starts a conversation, if not, maybe hopefully gets you to think, like that's that's something that I take pride in, and I get shy about it, and I get shy about talking about myself here, even though I do it every, more or less every episode, I talk about what I'm playing or what movies I've seen, you know, like I will finish WandaVision, for instance, and you know, I, I gave my thoughts on another show called no ordinary nerd, um, and points of interest podcast, but like name dropping that stuff felt weird, right? And that feels weird. But the thing is I do a lot of projects. I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of shows and I really got to get over that. Uh, and talking about myself shouldn't be, should be part of it. Like, I call my significant... I've been calling my significant other significant other, even though I'm pretty sure everyone else has called her my girlfriend. And I don't always... I don't know why I always feel weird saying, yeah, I have a girlfriend. Maybe because it's been forever since I've actually said, hey, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> Maybe that's why. I don't know. Uh, but to be able to say, yes, I have a girlfriend, and she's doing well, and we're like, you know... Things are still going well in this weird long-distance relationship. Um, like that's weird to talk about because I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why, it, I, I don't know why it's weird to talk about, but for me, it is, it makes me um, just slightly apprehensive and I need to get over that. I need to get over that because I feel like uh, we are, I, I, I feel like I'm valuing caution over my own, self-worth and my own self-esteem and confidence like i i take caution because i don't have anything to brag about it's not like a million people are watching this show or listening to the show or anything it's like i i have a, a million subscribers and i'm making all this money from this podcast like no no of course not but i i You know, I feel like, oh, man, should should I really be talking about certain things, like about my life or about the show? Like, I I don't know why I'm so cautious. You know, it's such a blow to the confidence, right? Like, we used to be – we used to take pride in the things that we did in our lives. We used to take pride in the things that we um, put out there content-wise or whatever. Like, I am a content creator, you know? I often downplay that by saying I'm just some random voice speaking to a mic. I'm just some disembodied voice. But no, I'm a content creator. This is content. Somebody is, is pressing the play button. Somebody is downloading this. Somebody is doing that. They're listening to this. And I shouldn't be ashamed of that. Like it's not even modesty or anything. It's just this, this sense of, I guess it is shame, you know, just maybe shame or just like, it, it, I, I don't know what it is. And lately I've been seeing more and more people and, and getting examples from more and more people who are like, yeah, you know what? You gotta really, um, put yourself out there and you have to face your fears and you really just have to, uh, you have, you really should, stand up for the things that you do, right? That you feel actually makes a positive impact in the world. Like if it's not like this, I feel like this does to some degree. And maybe you don't, maybe you think this is a stupid podcast. That's fine. You think that, but I think otherwise. And I shouldn't be afraid to talk about that stuff anymore. And I feel like the last, well, since the beginning, I've just been tiptoeing over the fact that, yeah, I do this. I do that. I go here. I go there. And it's like that's not bragging, that's that's sharing with a friend, right? Like like I need to so I need to really refocus and look at this segment where I tell you about my life as like, hey, you're my friend. I want to know about your life and hopefully you'll share with me your life. Oh, but I hope you want to know about mine too and I shouldn't feel any type of again shame for wanting to share, like, what's going on in my life. Like, hey, I'm playing, you know, Persona 5 Strikers. I'm having a lot of fun with that. I finished WandaVision, thought it was good. And I'm just really, again, I'm like, I'm excited that we're getting close to what's potentially the end of us being locked in a room. And I know that I, I mean, I don't have much of a choice here in California, but boy, I cannot wait to go out there again. And I, I keep talking about it because it's so close. It's so it, – I can feel it. I can taste it. I can taste it around the corner, if that makes any sense. Like, oh, it's there. I know it. I know it. I can smell it. That we are so close to just being like, yeah, we can do whatever the freak we want. Let's go out and, you know, paint the town red and whatever. That, I don't even really know what that means. But, like, ah, oh, I get to go back to my favorite haunt, the – uh the old king's head and get myself some, uh, some Cornish pasties and like, you know, some treacle and, uh, have myself some, um, you know, pork pies or something. Like, yes, I want my British food, uh, or my, uh, English breakfast. Oh, I want an English breakfast so bad. been m- m- obsessing over the English breakfast lately. Um, I don't know what you, if you guys have ever had an English fry up. Or an Irish breakfast, which I think is also – I don't know if it's an Irish fry-up or not. But they more or less consist of some of the same things. It's it's eggs sunny-side up, hash browns. Um, I think they call them blood sausages. Uh, the black and white pudding, which is like meat cooked in its own blood. Uh, tomatoes, mushrooms, baked beans, and uh, buttered toast that's like – Fried in butter, maybe, or something. I don't know. It's all good, though. It's just so good. I had it uh, a few times, and loved every single time I had it. I was just like, "This is the best thing I've ever eaten." Like the tomatoes go well with everything. The the, the baked beans are delicious. The, the the mushrooms, everything. Oh, bacon! They have the they have rashers, which is different from our bacon. I, I think it's a uh, back back bacon. I think is what they call. It. I don't remember. Anyway. But yeah, like I'm so obsessed with that type of breakfast. Like that is something I have been craving. Uh and nowhere really here in Southern California really makes it. There's one place that I found that's near me that makes it, but it's like 30 bucks for like the plate and I'm thinking I don't know if I want to I don't know if I want to spend 30 bucks or I guess 30 quid on a plate uh, of a fry of a bread uh, of a good fry up uh, just because Ugh. That's so much money. <laughs> but anyway. But that yeah, I mean that's what's happening with me. Like I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good place. I haven't felt like my uh, I don't know if this is good or bad, but you know, the girlfriend is helping with me helping me cope with my depression just because she's there. Uh I haven't had to need my medication. I have not need to need anything like that, really. I have been in a good place mentally, emotionally, physically not so much. I've been, (laughs) I tell you what, I've been, I've been a bad boy with the food, but boy, oh boy, like, I don't know. I hope you feel it too. I really hope you feel the, 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 the hopefulness and the potential for just normalcy just there like at the just right out of reach but we're almost there like i feel like we're almost there and if we can hold out a little bit longer this show's going to make a lot more sense because you'll be able to go out and you'll be able to make your friends and you'll be able to to socialize and we'll be able to go to conventions again or if not even the even conventions they're opening up amusement parks here in southern california so at limited capacity but you know, maybe you'll be able to go into one of these amusement parks and because it's minimal capacity, maybe you'll be able to find somebody to be friends with. Hey, you're in line for Galaxy's Edge, uh, for the, um, uh, Rise of the Resistance. And you're like, and it's a long line too. And you're just waiting and you're hanging out with a bunch of people, which I did. You know, I did that when I was waiting many, many, many moons ago. And I socialize with a bunch of people because the line broke down and they're like yeah the ride's broken we might not let you in so hold on hang hang out for a little bit and we, we you know had to hang out for about a couple hours but there were people in the group where yeah just hung out talked you know looked at lightsabers and just had a good time and maybe you're not social maybe you're an introvert like me and I know I know nobody believes it I am I get shy um, But I also have a friendly face, maybe, because I know people like to talk to me. And maybe someone will come up and talk to you and be like, hey, man, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And just talk to you and just share with you like their life and what's going on in their world. And that's a big deal if you can get that to happen because then the, all the work is off your shoulders. You get somebody else to do it for you. Um, But anyway, that's not the main topic we're talking about today. Oh, geez. Uh, that's not really the main topic. Uh, let's go ahead, and I'll, I'll do the old, uh, old reliable for the transition to our next segment, if you please. All right, let's talk. Uh, well, okay, I guess I should preface this. So for the last six months, I haven't really been visiting the uh, forever. Oh, and I apologize for the noise. If you can hear my heater, it's again, California cold at like 50 whopping degrees and I'm freezing. Uh, <laughs> such a wuss. Uh, I've been, I haven't frequented the forever alone forums or a subreddit for about like six months. Uh, for, I guess for obvious reasons, right? I've been paying attention to something completely different. Also, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel alone. (laughs) So I've been hanging, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been going back in and, and kind of lurking in these forums and nothing's really changed. A lot of them are still a younger folk. Um, I, I almost feel that loneliness for some people is just a matter of, it's just a matter of waiting it out. Sorry. Uh, it's I think it's a matter of waiting it out. out. Um, I'm noticing, at least for quite a few people, especially if you're fairly young. Cause like for me, I didn't have my real my first real well, let's talk about friendships more than relationships. I, I talked about in the past how well maybe I didn't. Maybe that was the episode I deleted. Anyway. Uh just for the uninitiated, like, look, I, I I don't know how I made my friends for the most part. Um, I went to private schools, which meant smaller classes, which meant that I didn't have much of a choice but to socialize with my peers because I, were, I was in classes of 10 to 15 students, right? Because it was a private um, Christian school. And I just didn't have much of a chance to really socialize. Well, I didn't have much of a of, of, of choice, but to socialize with the people who are around me. And so making friends in my early life up until high school was incredibly easy because I had only a handful of people to talk to. Not that I was interested in talking to them. Again, I'm an introvert, even though people won't believe it. And a uh, shot, I guess, if you're turning this into a drinking game. But I did have people who, you know, Uh, talk to me. And I became friends with, and you don't have a choice. You end up becoming friends with the entire class because it's a tiny class. Fast forward to high school where I finally went to a public school. Classes were much larger, 300 students per class. I think we were uh, maybe even more. I want to say we were a school of at least 2000, I think. I don't actually remember the numbers. I wasn't paying attention at the time, <laughs> mind you. I didn't care at the time, and I'm sure the numbers are much higher nowadays. But I, when I went to high school, a much different different story. I made very few friends. Well, to get back, I made friends through other friends, right? So in high school, again, a little easier. Made friends through other friends. I had a buddy of mine who was an extrovert, and I was friends with his friends. Um. I had another friend who was an introvert like I was, so he didn't actually make a lot of friends. Actually, I think he had fewer friends than than I did, uh, mostly because I think he was a bit um, particular about the type of people who he associated with as friends. Me, I was a lot less picky because I liked having people around. And so I made friends through other people, being introduced to them and being like, hey, these are my friends or this is the girlfriend. And, you know, like my buddy had, you know, again, my best friend at the time had a girlfriend and her friends became my friends because I was best friends with him and whatever. And so, yeah, as in high school, very easy, right? Very easy because you had these interconnecting woven tiles, uh, a spider web of friendship, right? Uh, But uh, And then in college, that all went away. Brand new world. I actually – God, I made a fool of myself all through college. Man, what I was willing to do because I was a drama geek. Oh, that's another place I made a lot of friends was in drama because you have to act in front of somebody. And so you get intimate with them. I had to – my very (laughs) – my technical first kiss was in a play where I had to kiss – the actress in front of me and I didn't, I never kissed anyone before. And the te- the the teacher slash director at the time was like, kiss her like here. she's your girlfriend. And I'm like, I've never had a girlfriend, <laughs> you know, at 17, I'm like, I've never had a girlfriend. I don't know how to kiss a girl. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> you know? And so like, you know, I, I had to do this play kiss and my first time was I kissed her chin no, I kissed the the, the the space between her chin and her bottom lip. But then after that, I kissed her on the lips. And she didn't mind because we were in a play. We were just acting. And she was one of the prettiest girls in the school, too, which was even weirder. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. and uh, But I made friends with all these people, you know, uh, because we had to act around each other. We had to rehearse around each other. We did other plays together. So that was a lot of fun. But then when college came around, uh, none of that worked. I made zero, no, two maybe new friends in the four to five years I was in school. And most of the time it was after, the, it was the last day of the semester because usually during the semester, you just kind of sit in your own little row and you you have your seat and you, you write your notes and you're, you're trying to pass the tests. But on the last day quite often I, f- we've, I found myself amongst people who are much more relaxed, much more sociable. And so I would talk to them and again um, on occasion would make a friend uh, or girlfriend at the, you know, or whatever, right? I um, don't oh know She my girlfriend. I don't remember. We dated. Yeah. Anyway, was, but like, yeah, so you you, you find those things. Yeah. Um, And for anyone wondering, yes, my first girlfriend-girlfriend wasn't until I was 19. So there you go. But we all have – I guess what I'm trying to say is we all have these moments in our lives that we have these weird opportunities to connect with somebody. And I found that my biggest way to connect with people was through this podcasting. So this is where the, all that led to this because I'm trying to kind of highlight all the different ways I made friends. In co- in, after college and when I was at work, I made, it, I made friends through work. I made, you know, coworkers became friends. As a matter of fact, I still have uh, one friend who is a coworker of mine or who was a coworker of mine, still a friend of mine. You know, we still do stuff together and that's cool. So I have that still. But what happens, like for instance, again, we have been for the last year, for a year straight, we have been, some places in the world have been kind of locked in. And over the last few episodes, I've been trying to think of ways to say, well, this is how you can do this, and this is how you can do that, and maybe you should do this, and maybe you should do that. And I I kept talking about hobbies and things like that, and and pursuing extracurricular activities and, you know, going to conventions. Well, maybe not going to conventions as we're locked in, but uh, maybe going into Twitter and Facebook are the worst places to find friends. But I feel that the, uh, that maybe chat rooms and, and live streams, maybe a place where you can kind of make friends. I remember my first time on Twitch pre, and this was way pre COVID. This was, you know, I didn't have to be on Twitch. Or I didn't have to um socialize on there. But I found that my favorite way of socializing was finding the smallest channels on Twitch. And it's a lot harder to do now. I did it like when Twitch was still fairly like they didn't have a just chatting section. They didn't have you know, I think they just had IRL. I think that was what it was called at the time. Um and I would just go in there because I didn't want to watch a person game. I want to be able to interact with them. So I'd find chat rooms with the smallest number of people, mostly women. I know. I know. But I would talk to them. I I wasn't trying to flirt. I just, I don't know. I just talk to them. I feel like, hey, again, I I don't know. I feel like I have uh, an easier, I I, I feel less apprehensive or less anxious talking to a woman than I do a man. Uh, Which I'll explain, actually. Because <clears throat> maybe you feel this way, too. Again, I, I want this place to be a place of understanding. And maybe you understand where I'm coming from. I have a really hard time talking to other dudes. I really do. Because a lot of the dudes that I talk to are very type A, I guess, or alpha, or whatever you want to call them. But they ve- they have very extroverted, assertive personalities. And that can be intimidating, especially if you don't know what to say or what to talk about or how to h- hold a conversation properly. Like, I don't. You know, I have a tendency to ramble, really, which is why I do this thing. <laughs> but I find that I have a hard time talking with guys because they're a little less receptive. They kind of want to talk more about themselves than they, they want to talk about you, which is fine. Um. And they often talk about things that I'm not necessarily interested in. I don't have any real interest in sports, wrestling, cars, things like that. I'm not saying that's very tip, that's very stereotypical, but the people I used to talk to, I, I remember there was a manager when I used to work at the movie theater who all he wanted to talk about was modding his, um, his Civic, his Honda Civic. And every time he came up – and and I learned to work with that, by by the way, because I, I ended up being fairly uh, acquainted with this guy. And I learned to work with that, being like, hey, what new parts did you get for your car? I, I mean, I didn't know what he was talking about, but I'm like, hey, he seemed like he liked being able to talk about his vehicle. And so I would have that way of conversation with him, remembering stuff he'd say in the past – being like, oh, did you ever fix that one thing with the hood? And like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And yeah, no, I did. Or it's like, oh, no. you know. And then and we'd have a conversation that way. And I was able to be um, build a good rapport with him. Uh, and sometimes you just have to do that. You just have to play the game in that respect. But with women, it's a little different, I feel, personally. Where even if it's about fandom, there is a little bit more of a give and take in the conversation. Uh, with guys, often... And again, this is very generalizing and stereotypical, but this is only also based on my experience. So it's anecdotal as well. But I find like with du- with most dudes, not all, but with most dudes, I find that when I want to talk to them about something um, and we talk about fandoms or something, uh, they want to talk about their theories or they want to talk about, you know, what got them into it or they, they, they want to kind of, you know, steer the conversation. It's not, it's not much of a passing the ball back and forth. It's more of a, oh, you gave me the ball. Awesome. Let me talk about this. And again, very generalized, very anecdotal. This is not what you're always going to experience. But because of that, I, again, find more ease talking with women. So when I talk with – so I would find these small rooms in Twitch and just have a conversation. Um. But whatever, you know, whatever, they're, whatever's going on, if if, if, and if it was dull, or they didn't seem to have much of a personality, they didn't have much charisma. I mean, unfortunately, like, you're kind of wasting your time, right? You're not going to really get much out of that conversation. You have to kind of move on. And so I did. I moved on. I would look for someone else, talk to them. Yes, I did go into guys' rooms, because, you know, there's, there's only so many small rooms you can find. And the dudes another thing I noticed, I was a little bit of a difference when it came to start to Twitch people, people who start on Twitch, at least back in the day when there was just the IRL channel, men were a little more, um, I don't know. They were a little sadder <laughs> while women were a little more a beat. Uh, but yeah, um but i um, again very anecdotal cuz that's that's just a few people i, I it obviously changes but i i guess overall i'm just saying that's a, a that's a possibility now i mean again the the, the lights at the, we're, we're getting close to that light at the end of the tub- tunnel we should be able to go out and do stuff but until then <clears throat> i recommend <clears throat> excuse me i recommend doing that going into a youtube uh, chat room, I don't know about YouTube chat rooms, maybe more Twitch, really, because there's much more, I think there's more moderation and a little more, um, uh, it's a more controlled environment, I think, that we need right now, as opposed to kind of the Wild West, which is YouTube. But getting into that area, being able to talk to those people, even if it doesn't even develop into an actual friendship or acquaintanceship, at least you're practicing how to talk to people, right? You're learning how to hold a conversation, especially if you're, again, shy like I am. I I rarely ever initiate a conversation with anybody. Um, I remember a time uh, where my buddy and I went to Las Vegas. And he was checking out these women at a, we were at a, I forget what, casino. And there was this upper floor with a band playing, or with a dance floor. And it was like a little bit of a tiny little club, little, little open air club. And behind us was a bar. And he was fairly attracted to the woman who was sitting with her friend in front of us. We were sitting behind them. He's like, oh, I wish I could go up and talk to them. You know what? Forget it. I'm just going to go gamble. So he went down and started playing blackjack. And I was like, why do you really want to talk to these girls, huh? (sighs) So I mustered every ounce of my courage I had in me. And I walked up to them. They had some seats right behind them. I said, hello, ladies. I just thought, you know, if these seats aren't taken, I'd like to be able to hang out with you guys. And they're both like, yeah, sure. Come on, hang out. And that was it. That's all the energy I had. <laughs> That's all the energy I had. Didn't talk to them about anything. I just kind of sat there listened to the music. They're nodding. I think they were kind of looking for somebody to dance with. And then my buddy, um, after about 10 minutes, came up and was like, what the hell? He's with the girls we were. I was admiring earlier. What? And so – and as and he walked, up, I'm like, thank goodness. And I get up. I'm like, oh, ladies, I just wanted you to, uh, to see my friend. You know, girl – uh, you know, I don't remember, you know, don't remember the girl's names or anything. And they're like, hey, do you guys want to dance? And I'm like, oh, god, no. My worst fears realized. And we went on the dance floor and we started dancing. And it was a terrible experience because the other girl had zero interest in me. Like zero but the the girl the other uh, my friend and the other girl were like vibing on each other in a way that I was like man i they need a room um they almost got one <laughs> I mean it was probably seven o'clock in the evening, eight o'clock in the evening, and we hung out with those girls till about six o'clock in the morning, and again, I had nothing to say to the other to the friend as a matter of fact, we kind of sat in silence most of the time as we watched our friends kind of hook up, and I was like. Good for them, I guess. <laughs> and uh, we just kind of, yeah, we just hung out. We had breakfast, and like we just, you know, and they and they were just making out the entire time. And uh, she wasn't interested again, which I understand. I am a gargoyle, but that was fun, right? That, but that I, that totally really out of my. Uh, again, see, I am super shy. That was all my energy spent on helping out my friend, right? That's all that took all of my energy. And sometimes that's what it takes to even go into these little rooms in Twitch and I guess even in YouTube and just to start like chatting with these people and learning the ropes of having a conversation or even again, making them an acquaintance or making them a friend. We're there. We can do this. You know, God, this is a rambly episode, but I don't actually care at the moment because I'm in a good mood. but right right like that but but uh, just to go back to it so it's like yes you know that gives us this this um this template this blueprint on how maybe we can approach when we find someone we want to get to know and we can build off of those things that we've kind of learned like me talking to those girls was was me kind of again using up all of my energy but it also uh I also knew what to I guess I didn't really know what to say, but I was able to at least keep them from going anywhere for a while by simply just you know saying hello and and, and talking to them for a little bit uh, until my friend came back, right? And and that that's that's not an easy task for most people, I don't think, unless you're an extrovert. I think that's a really difficult task to be able to do. And I'm not saying that's what you have to do, but I find that we are now. More than ever, even, especially because the light is near, we're near the, we're at near the end of the tunnel. I keep saying the light. We're near the end of the tunnel. We're almost there. We're almost through this all. You know, it's been one whole year. People are frustrated. People want to have normalcy. We're almost there, which means that at some point we're going to have to go back out there. And when I say have to, for our own freaking mental health, like we need it more than anything, we need it. Right? We need to socialize. We need to be around people. We need to be around people who care or we need to be around people who want to be around us, right? And hopefully we'll be able to get that through our conventions again and through our, our you know, uh, comic book shops, arcades, whatever it is that you're into. You know, hopefully you'll be able to find an outlet where you can find like-minded people. And trust me, sometimes all you have to do is stand there and someone will approach you. Um, I'm not going to repeat the story of uh, of WonderCon, but that's again how I met Left Cow, right or Right Cow, Left Coast. Is I just stayed in one place. <laughs> I just stayed in one place. I didn't move. I just stayed in a single area, and I and people came to me. And sometimes that just happens. And maybe that's the best way for you to make your friendships, make your friends, or maybe it's even here. Like I really, you know, I often for, for the last 70 plus episodes here i've been trying to say hey look you've got a friend in me and it's not just a phrase or a lyric in a song it's something i really want to to provide for people and reach out for people you know like if you need to talk hit me up uh dm me on, on on twitter or you know just message me or send me an email or something god i don't know why i have to drink during the show but i think it's necessary Otherwise, my throat just kills me. That's the other thing. I don't edit the show, and I think there's a reason I don't edit it for two reasons. I'm lazy, and plus, <clears throat> again, there's more realism to this. Like, I'm on, I I'm, mean, you know, I get thirsty, or I, whatever. I just, I just want this to be as relatable and and as normal as possible. So that you, if you do need someone to talk to, or at least just be like, hey. I mean, I don't need a response. I just need to share this. Thank you for listening, and I'll acknowledge it. I won't say what you said if it's not something you want to share. But I'm like, yes, I hear you. You know, you know, whatever your username is, like I hear you, and I'm here if you need to talk. And it's it is. That's why I do the live streams, which I don't think I'll be doing a live stream for a while until maybe July fourth, I think. But that's why I do those things is because. This isn't just a place to be like, hey, I understand you. It is, but I hope it's a place where you can feel like, yes, this person, I feel like they could be my friend or at very least acquaintance, someone who I can have a conversation with if necessary and talk about tea or talk about the weather or talk about even sports, you know, like I have a general understanding of sports, like I can talk about it. Whatever it is that helps you kind of feel less anxious and less distraught. Because we just, it's so many people. So many people are just angry, sad, upset. And I'm just thinking, wow. Like the. there's just, you know, I, I, I ranted about miserable people, people wanting to be other people to be miserable, but then there's those people who are miserable not because of anything other than they feel alone or you feel misunderstood. And I might not even be the person who can help you with that. Maybe it's someone I can point you in the direction of or something. I don't know. All I know is, is that more than ever, I just want to be able to reach out to folk. More than ever, I want to, at least, if again, not even if it, even if it doesn't mean reaching out, just giving some people out there who listen to this, uh, some peace of mind that you're not going crazy. You're not alone. Not everyone's angry. Not everyone's mad. Not everyone's going to judge you by what you're thinking. Not everyone's going to call you names because you feel differently from the mainstream. Like, No, no, we need each other more than ever right now because there is a small faction, small, loud factions who are too busy trying to stab at each other right now. And I don't want to go into detail because it's personally, I think it's dumb, (laughs) but there's so many people out there who are too busy trying to make enemies and make enemies people angry and feel alone and feel helpless and i'm like why (laughs) there is zero point to doing this none i mean they feel like there is but in my own heart i feel like no we need to be a single unit Tell me if I'm repeating myself, by the way. I feel like this one had some – again, I don't remember if I told you. I, I, I do so many retakes of my podcast that I feel like I, I really got to stop doing that, A, and write down the things I want to talk about, which I did this time around. I flew a little bit on my on the, on the seat of my pants, but I knew ex- I knew what I wanted to talk about, no matter how many times I do the show over. <laughs> but I really need to do stop doing these five or six takes where I do a whole show. And I'm like, did I say that stuff? Did I tell me that stuff? I think I'm going to change that. I'm going to tell something different. So hopefully I didn't tell those stories yet. Hopefully they're new to you. Cause that'd be awesome. If they were new to you because yeah, life is weird. Life is very weird. Um, I listened to another podcast That was talking about moving, and I think this applies to all aspects of life. We often worry about, like, that things are much more difficult than they really are. For instance, moving, right? Moving is very difficult. Don't get me wrong. It's a difficult situation, especially if you're moving from one state to another or one country to another country, which a YouTuber I follow apparently is trying to get permanent residency where they live. And I'm like, that's awesome, you know, cause they don't, they're not originally from the country that they're trying to get permanent residency in. And it's like, I wish I could do that. Like just pick up and move to another country and just be like, this is my home now. This place I've never been to before. I have been during vacation, but now this is my home. Like that'd be kind of cool. Like I'd make Jap- Japan my home, right? I'd make England, uh, the UK my home, even though I don't, I don't know, people. Whatever you think about the UK, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind because I like UK culture. I'm a bit of an Anglophile uh, drink. Um, so, yeah, like I wouldn't mind, you know, I wouldn't mind picking up and doing that. But, but but they said like, hey, moving can be hard, but it's hard in your head. Once you're actually doing it, you realize that that there's things set up to where it's it makes it easier for you. And it's not as hard as you actually thought it was. And so we often psych ourselves out into thinking, oh, making a, you know, going out there is really, really tough. And it can feel that way. Don't get me wrong. It can feel that way, but we, the, the beauty of, of life and the beauty of the world is, is that we don't, we don't have any puppet strings on anyone else but ourselves. So anything can happen, like literally anything can happen the moment you step out that door where you can meet a person and wham, bam, skabam, bam, bam. Your friends or lovers or roommates or, you know, collaborators in a big book or something. Like, you just connect. And it just it just really takes stepping out of that bubble and stepping out of that comfort zone and really going out and doing it. But anyway. Oh, God, I ramble. All right. I have a comment from the last episode, the loneliness epidemic. Right cow. Number one fan of the show. Well, tied, I think with Lister's mate, Uh, I think we both contribute a lot. Uh, Thank you again, Lister's mate for sharing the show on the internet archive, keeping it uh, available for anyone who wants to listen to it from there. And that's awesome. So thank you so much both of you for all your contributions to the show. And again, for all new listeners, which I keep seeing that there are more and more new listeners. I want to welcome you. Thank you for, for p- pressing play on the website. Um, I hope you like what you hear and I hope you want to contribute as well. Cause that'd be super duper cool. All right. Right cow writes in, ha ha. I see what you did there. I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. um, Makes roster sound. Martha, oh, Martha, oh, Martha. Martha, oh, Martha, oh, Martha, oh Martha ooh. Make a rest- I don't know tribalism. More recently, one can hear "Find Your Tribe," which oh oh god. Okay, <clears throat> so that used to be the motto of geeks and uh, nerds online, right? Find your tribe. In other words, find your fandom tribe. Uh, is it going to be the Erpers? Is it going to be the uh, Doctor Whovians? or the Hoovians? Is it going to be the Trekkers? It's going to be the Star Wars fans. Is it going to be uh, Transformers, GI Joe? It's gonna be uh, Persona, Final Fantasy. What is it gonna be? Where's your fandom? And it was find your tribe. So I'm gonna actually reply as I read this because I realize I should. It's just easier. Um, so we used to do the find your tribe all the time. So uh, uh, Reichow says more recently one can hear find your tribe more often. That's all good, but it does have its negative aspects as well, such as crab bowl mentality. To quote a historic figure, can we all just get along? And a motto translation out or many one. I don't know what that means. Out or many one. Uh, makes me think of that one song, Four Seasons of Loneliness. Voice <laughs> to men. Ooh. Amazing that with all the connectivity, how disconnected we can feel to be. Also amazing that with the new ability to more easily connect with a larger portion of the world's population, what appears to rise to the top of all that interconnection. Uh, I used the opportunity to watch non-current films, to watch profound films that changed the industry and sometimes the worlds around it. I had a friend who, at the dawn of DVDs and the Twilight VHS, who sent me the entire AFI-100. Perhaps you can make that into one of the uh, sub-podcasts and reflect on your impressions of each. woo Uh... uh, uh. Maybe i I find that I have less time for old things because too many new things are being made, but I really shouldn't neglect the old things. that's for sure. Uh, if you had a theme song, what would it be and why would it be different from your favorite song? Alone together, even when people gather more often rather than interacting with each other, especially due to the social distancing requirement, most people are glued to their mobile device and only minimally interact with those around them. Individuals are often their own worst enemy, their worst critic, their worst obstacle. Well, as for the phone thing... Oh, that's been going on pre-COVID. Like people, I mean that the, the we've been having since the dawn of the the iPhone. I think we've been having this kind of conversation of how we're kind of glued to our cell phones and we kind of stare at it all the time, always. So I don't know if that's necessarily a new phenomenon. Rather than it's just something that's always existed, but it's being um, it's just more noticeable because there are so few more people out right now, and there is that social distancing, and so you do see more individuals kind of on their phone because they have fewer people to interact with. My thinking is that again, with more places opening up and kind of people, I feel because I see it here in Southern California, you know, fewer people are wearing masks. Fewer people, I think more and more people are going to want to, want, want to eat indoors and go to clubs and go to bars and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, whatever you feel about that, I think that the general public is very tired already of kind of being um, locked down under all these mandates and whatever. So we'll see what happens. Um, essential workers, including essential service industry workers count. And that said, the type and level of interaction most individuals have with those workers often do not rise to the level of being emotionally meaningful and significant. So I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Like if we find ourselves just interacting with the grocery person, yeah, you're not going to get that same kind of connection. But I will admit that I remember there was a time and I don't know, again, I don't know, I don't know flirting, I don't know, this was years and years ago, but I used to go grocery shopping, and there was this, I would always go to this one cute girl's line, you know, she would, anytime she would check out, you know, check out my, you know, my groceries, she would comment on whatever graphic tee I was wearing and talk about it and recommend anime to me and stuff, and I'm like, she's just being friendly, you know. And I realized that. Don't get me wrong. I don't think she was flirting. Some people may think so because they're kind of out of the out of you know they're they're the outside looking in. But yeah, like that was nice because I got to connect with somebody on a geeky level and we got to know each other a little bit, um, very briefly and only for like a few months. Um, and then I got shy. I think. I think I was the one like. Oh, I'm not, I'm not into the, I don't, I mean, I think she's super cute, but I don't think I really want that interaction right now. I'm tired or something. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I just screwed myself. (laughs) Anyway, Um, do you ever, oh, 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 uh, as for the theme song. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't think I have a theme song. Uh, The Malcolm in the Middle theme song. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel there's a theme song that appropriately, appropriately encapsules my just erratic thinking and my moodiness. So, um, but if you think of one, let me know. Uh, do I have any stuffed toys? Do hugging them help fill the void of physical connection? Uh, I do not. I uh, used to when I was younger, uh, and not to say. Look, if you're an adult and you have stuff to, whatever, who cares? Like, you know, I'm not, again, if you're not hurting anybody, who cares? Um, but I do not have one. I do not have a body pillow to hug or a waifu pillow or anything like that. I don't, I don't have anything to kind of um, simulate a physical interaction. Uh, though, I, I, if that helps you, go for it. Like, I think that's that's actually, I think, a really great idea if you can simulate that type of. You know, body beside you uh, when you're asleep can maybe help you go to sleep if you're having a hard time sleeping or just give you a little sense of like, well, you know, it's nice to feel like they're the foe somebody that's there. You know. Anyway. Uh, for generations, we will feel the impact of the social isolation mandates, all of the positive and all the negative consequences and secondary and tertiary effects of those consequences. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. In all honesty, I cannot wait to kind of – and this is really selfish of me because I bet you it's not going to be all that great, but the psychological impact of the last year with the um, – we're having to wear masks, how that affects you psychologically – you know, people who have anxiety of of germs or whatever, maybe they have, you know, they're um not agoraphobic, well, maybe agoraphobic, but like people who are like uh, Howie Mandel, who, you know, has a fear of germs and things like that. And so he fist bump people and whatnot. Like, how does that affect them? How does it affect people who are in isolation for this long, you know, and are just – again there's a good sample size of people who didn't do what we did all around the world so it would be it'd be interesting to kind of see the side by side on how people are affected by all of this um and how it affects us socially does it affect our social or our, our social interactions how we socialize with others i'm very curious like it's fascinating from a psychological point of view but again that's what i studied it got it got me nowhere but it's what i studied all right have you ever <laughs> Have you ever read or listened to any Professor slash Doctor Jordan Peterson content? Oh, Jordan Peterson, the most controversial, one of the most controversial names on the internet. Oh man, I definitely have. I've I've listened to his interviews and I've read his uh, read some of his stuff. Um, uh, it's interesting and it's fascinating and it's a lot of. I, d- I understand why people have a lot of misconceptions of this guy, um. But from what I've heard and read, like, it, I don't know. I, I don't see anything but just some dude trying to make people's lives a little bit better by trying to impart some wisdom that he has, you know, growing up and or living his life. Like, I don't think he's preachy in any way. And there's no one holding, you know, a gun to your head to do what this guy tells – suggests you should do. But I think the I think the guy has a lot of really good ideas and a really good a lot of good philosophies and and uh, a very interesting outlook on on the world and on life. So, uh, has it impact? Oh God, I'm not going to get. I, I, that's a whole other episode. I, maybe one day I'll talk about the impact and thoughts and various subjects uh, about it. Uh, sexual intimacy could theoretically occur without direct physical contact with sufficient usage of PPEs. Uh, con- <laughs> wow you really thought about this man <laughs> that's crazy Surpri- pr- surprise of the level of technology and the power- processing power which is now due to said technology available that system sorry I'm reading it fast but boy oh boy I'm almost at an hour and I, I don't try not to go too long oh my god there's so much left All right, <clears throat> but I do want to read everything uh, until other people write in if other people write in I will read less because I want to be able to get to other people's content but uh, for now I will read everything uh, not just as a courtesy, but just know that I'm. It, sometimes I might not read everything due to time. And thank you for being um, understanding. Uh, anyway, um, thought uh, when somebody else at some otaku weeb anime aficionado that their second waifu are not real. Given the potential current or future ability to give the virtual character a level of sentient believability, uh, what then is to stop someone actually engaging in an emotional relationship with the virtual character? I think this concept has been exploited sort in fiction. Air sanitizer, Purell, bathing become a thing. Are those positive or negative negative consequences? If it is a thing, uh, oh, I see. Okay, so two separate things. First off, um, they are making uh life sized sex dolls with AI. Apparently, it's last I checked a couple years ago it's smart enough to have a conversation with you it's it's smart enough to be able to build a an emotional attachment to you you know talk back to you not talk back but like have a back and forth with it um of course it's going to have that uncanny valley because it doesn't necessarily look real the skin's going to be plastic it's not going to be real skin um which is a great storyline on almost human the show that never began <laughs> that just lasted like 13 episodes i so sad of such a good such a good show with Carl Urban, um, but yeah, I feel that we're almost there anyway. I mean, there's still about seven thousand dollars to own a real doll, but I believe that real dolls will definitely provide the companion, the, 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 at least a close enough facsimile to companionship to enough people that loneliness can defi- will definitely be a lesser thing because they'll have someone who, though it's AI, will at least emulate caring about them and and loving them and desiring them when maybe, potentially, especially in this current climate, most women wouldn't find them at all appealing. So I feel that, you know, robots and kind of the uh, real doll uh, market is the future for relationships and for loneliness for some adults um will it ever replace the real thing i don't think so but maybe maybe just kind of like only fans you can purchase a real doll and during a set amount of time if as you pay per month you know, your favorite personality will be the – person will, will will be the kind of like the uh, puppet of the real doll that you own. I don't know. Maybe this is too creepy for most people. I'm just thinking out of the box, and I'm tired. All right, moving on. Before I I, I make this show three hours long, <clears throat> um, as for bathing in Purell, I don't think it's a thing, uh, even though, I again, I do feel that more people are, are afraid of germs. And are there positive or negative consequences? Personally, I think that we should allow our – Immune systems to be able to fight off all forms of viruses and bacteria. I realize that's very risky for some, uh, or, or, but I feel that maybe the vast majority can can benefit from it because I think we use too many antibiotics and too many things to kind of fight off something that we should naturally fight ourselves. Our immune system is there for a reason. Let it do, let it do its job. Um, so, yeah. I'm not a big... I mean, I, I, I do use hand sanitizer nowadays, but not very often. Um, I'm a little gross. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the drive to procreate is a base drive of all human... Of living organisms. Have we, as a sentient creature, evolved to the point where the base drive has been largely ignored? And if it occurs with the major majority of individuals, will it lead to the extinction of the species? I don't believe it will... Uh, no. No. Uh, I think that people still want to make babies. I still think people want to procreate. Maybe not in the same numbers, but that's fine. I think that populations ebb and flow, um, whether through natural things like uh, low birth rates or like conquering <laughs> conquering, uh, 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 just conquers, I guess, like Genghis Khan or something where they kind of naturally... <laughs> Uh, Not naturally, but by terrible, terrible force, (laughs) um, uh, regulate the population. So I don't know. But I feel that um, the need to procreate will will override any type of uh, self-perceived, like, not need, you know, just, yeah. I just think it's just not a good time. (laughs) It's just not a good time. (laughs) Uh, Ah, rejection. The rollercoaster of emotions those events bring, learning to cope with those less-than-pleasant parts of life is so much a part of growing up. Indeed. In my honest opinion, there was never a time when all people were kind and tolerant of all other people. Reminds me of that one line from the Wear Sunscreen song that said, Since the circle of people once interacted with were such a small amount of people, one had to be more tolerant and have more grace for others. Perhaps we need more tolerance and more grace. Have you seen the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie? That was done a few years ago. If not, although it was an emotional roller coaster, I would recommend spending some time to watch it. Thanks once again for the podcast. More, and we shall wait and look forward to more. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I haven't seen the Mr. Rogers, uh, or the Tom Hanks movie uh, about Mr. Rogers. I do want to see it. At some point, I will. As for... Kind of uh, kindness and tolerance, I mean I don't even know why we need to go that far. I don't know why we need to be tolerant. I think I, I do think we're going in reverse. I think we as, as a society are definitely going in reverse when it comes to acceptance of other people. We're quick to label, we're quick to vilify, we're quick to but I think that's again a small minority of people but it does leak out and it does make it to the general population and so you will see it out in gen pop where people will mimic reflect the things that are seen and done online and here's the deal I do think we should all get along by now I don't know why we don't get along by now we did actually I feel like we did for there was like this brief 10 year period I want to say it was like late 90s, early 2000s, where nobody hated anybody. And I could be wrong. I'm I'm just throwing dates out there. But I feel like there was this time, though, where nobody really hated anybody. We all kind of just, you know, enjoyed whatever we wanted to enjoy. There was no, like, divide politically or racially or all this stuff. I I mean, there was – and again, I'm talking about the general – Right, like I feel like there was enough going on that we just kind of like, yeah, this is awesome. Like if it's good, we like it. Like who cares who made it? Who cares who did it? Nobody cares, right? And I and we were there. We were there for a little bit. Like yeah, we don't we don't care about who you who you, you voted for or what the color of your skin is. We don't care about any of that stuff. All we care about is that you're awesome. And I feel like that happened. I feel like we had that. Maybe it was only a year, maybe it was five years, maybe it was ten, I don't remember. But I do know there was a time, because I lived it, where I gave no S's about anybody's anything. If you were a cool dude, or dudette, I wanted to be your friend. If you were just fun to be around, I wanted to be a part of it. Like, that was it. I didn't care anything else. Like, yeah, okay, maybe, you know, do you you were i i i mean i have always been independent um politically so i'm like oh you're a democrat or a republican i can't like you there was none of that stuff really but also i was younger also i was you know less aware of the real world around me maybe that's why maybe it was naivete maybe it was you know um rose tinted glasses all i know is is that I want to go back to days where we just didn't give a crap about that stuff. Now, if you, again, if you were just awesome, then we got to be awesome together. All right, guys. I'm exhausted. I'm about to fall asleep. Thank you so much for hanging around. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the best sincere is the website aka the other guys twitter and instagram ofs show at gmail.com if you want to send an email 347-450-4335 if you want to leave a voicemail or a text message i'm going to check right now see if anyone sent anything to that address let's see here we go oh i got a missed call from someone who didn't leave anything so there you go all right, guys. You guys, again, have been awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, we will talk to you all soon. Remember, you have – I mean it. I really mean it. You have a friend in me. We'll talk. All right. Much love. Much peace.